you have to spend money to make money and you have to you have to take risks as a business owner but i think it's it's understanding for me i always tell clients you know what what is the value of your time what is the cost of your time is it going to cost you more or less to bring someone in to do that non value added task and that really changes it because if you're not interested in doing your accounts you're never going to do them until last minute. And that last minute might be too late. Welcome back to the Venture Business Podcast from the Venture Business Network. This podcast is aimed to provide useful information and experiences from venture business members with the sole purpose of helping SMEs and venture members to get a better understanding of how people are running their businesses today. I'm your host, Rob Fitzhugh from FilmSmart Pro, and this week we chat to Alison McMurtry and her business, I Done Consulting. We chat about her journey to setting up her business, and we break down her process for working with clients, even putting myself and my business under the microscope. So I am Alison McMurtry. I founded Iden in October 2020. So we're relatively new still. And we focus on supporting businesses to stay in business. Um, Ireland has some horrible statistics about um, business churn, uh, the number of liquidations, and really we believe our ethos is that every business should have the opportunity to stay in business and to have profitable sustainable growth and so we work with business leaders to work on strategy change management to put in place their action plans and actually deliver the results and as well process optimization and then hopefully at the end they will have a fantastic business that will contribute to the Irish economy. Cool. And, and, and in terms of your story and your journey, how did you end up in this particular position? So I am from the North. I'm from Antrim originally, and I went to university in the UK. And I, the only thing I discovered is that I don't want to be in Ireland or the UK. <laughs> For most so people, it's I, one or the other, but I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. Um, so I applied for any job that literally would take me overseas. And I went into, I got a job with uh, Slumberger, which is an oil and gas service company. And I worked for them for 18 years. Um, always international. So I've worked all over the globe and um, worked my way up from offshore on rigs, doing the you know heavy, dirty work all the way to being global technology manager, global HR manager, and managing Europe and, uh, and Africa from an operations perspective. So I had a fantastic career. I reached a junior executive level. And the reality was I was bored. And, you know, I, was, I just wasn't motivated to get up in the morning and go to work. And I decided that um, now was the time to... I'd been doing some study in MBA just to try and, you know, re-spark that, uh, that interest, you know, in your spare time as you do. And it just didn't, it wasn't there. So I decided that I was going to create my own company. We moved from, um, we lived just outside of Paris. 
we moved during the pandemic, so in July 2020, and we we came to Ireland. My husband is from New Zealand, so we didn't know where to live. We're a proper international yeah, it's family. Proper well, I mean it's you're you're in for a penny and for a pound. You're one side exactly, of the other. Exactly. So. Why not? Yeah. So we came here and I set up Aiden because I was really, you know, there's so much investment in Ireland, you know, through the startup funds, through Enterprise Ireland, through the LEOs. And yeah, this and the businesses get to two plus three plus years is that it really tails off and there's like less than three percent of businesses reach year 10 and it's just like surely we can change this so that's that's really the space that i i have really positioned myself in um, is really to to support some of these businesses so that they can continue and uh, and be viable and the question i suppose the question i have about that is is you're saying that a lot of these businesses start off and they don't make it to 10 years what is it like from your experience what what is is it the is it the is it that these kind of funds and things dry up or what's the main reasons that something a business might make it to 10 years speaking from someone who runs his own business and he's like ah scared but no what, what would be the chief in your experience what's the chief kind of reasons that 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 someone might need that assistance yeah yeah. So there's there's three reasons, right? And um and there's there's a bit of literature and things has has been written about this as well. But even just talking to businesses uh, since I started again and again, these are the, there's three common themes. One is cash. So you get the grants or you get the bank loan, and it's sitting there in your bank account. And so when you're, you know, when you're looking at your business, you're like, yeah, I see this bank balance and it's awesome. We're doing great. I can pay myself. I can pay my staff. I can buy more product. And but actually that's masking that your business may or may not be profitable or your outgoings might be more. So you might not have a good cash flow balance. And so as soon as that fund is gone, that's, you know, when the proverbial hits the fan and you know, that's when a lot of businesses really struggle and you're not going to get another loan, another grant to top that up because you don't have the financials behind it to support it. The second reason is skill set. It's people have this amazing product or an amazing idea, but maybe they don't know how to do their books or maybe they don't know how to market themselves on social media or maybe they don't know how to do contracts if they are going to bring on staff or deal with suppliers. And these are skills that sometimes you have to pay someone to do it for you. You have to you know, spend money to make money or you have to learn it and do it yourself. But some people, you know, everybody has their preference. You know, some people don't like numbers so they'll ignore that bit, put it in in the bottom drawer until all of a sudden you have to do your tax return and you're like you sound like you're, you sound like you're talking directly and, to me and in a roundabout way you're saying some people but I'm, i keep thinking you're saying but rob i'm talking directly to you yes i i can relate to everything you've right just you. said i'm looking at you yeah i yeah, know yeah, god yeah. you're peering into my soul no i can relate to everything you've just said but, yeah and then you know the third the third thing is you know business owners are time per we don't have enough time and so even if you go and you learn how to do your books, you're still, you know, 
you're doing your marketing, you're doing your selling, you're talking to suppliers, just talking to clients, you're doing so many things. You're probably helping run a household at home. You're maybe doing, you know, helping out and volunteering at the GAA or whatever it is you do in your spare time. We are all time poor. And so those things that we don't like, even if we've gone and learned how to do them, we do leave them and we procrastinate on them and we leave them to such a point that that can contribute to the failure of a business. Sure, it's, funny. Ignoring it. it's funny you say that, like just to give you an insight into, into part of what well, mostly what I do. Like I started my business with this. I think it, it, I think to start your own business, you need an element of naivety and, 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 and in exuberance and naivety. And then when you're in it, I'd imagine it's not like when someone says, let's have a kid. And it's like, if you knew the effort that went into it, you might be a bit less like, okay, but you dive right into it. But, but I, I found that uh, like you're talking about business owners being time poor, like I was offering a service where I was, I was saving money, but in actual fact, I'm asking you to replace money with time. So you're able to do something yourself, but you're actually, it's going to not cost you money anymore, but now it's going to cost you time. And I realized that there's certain business owners who, who, who like the idea of saving money, but don't like the idea of allocating time to something. Um, so I've had to pivot my business over the, the years to be like, listen, I'll come in and I'll do that time part for you as well. But it is and it is true. Like but there, you can you can learn a discipline. But a, a friend of mine said to me before, life is like life is all about design. You can learn to do something. But if it doesn't slot into your life as a business owner, you won't do it. And you can lie to yourself and tell you that you will, but you won't. Like you can tell yourself you're going to learn accounts, but if you're not comfortable with it or it doesn't think you're not going to do it. Um, and, and I would agree a lot of people then don't want to spend the money to make the money, if you know what I mean, because they're, yes. they're, they're, yeah. you know, penny rich, pound poor, or pound mm-hmm. foolish or whatever that expression is. Um, and, and yeah, so it's interesting, but sorry, go on. I was just relaying it back to, to, to my no, observations. And that, that's really it. I mean, those are the three reasons which time and time again, you come across and it's just like, you know, And I think that, you know, what you're saying is that you have to spend money to make money and you have to, you have to take risks as a business owner. But I think it's, it's understanding for me, I always tell clients, you know, what, what is the value of your time? You know, if you, no matter what your business is, whether you're selling pens, whether you are manufacturing or selling a service. What is the cost of your time? The true cost of your time, not what you charge your clients. What is the true cost of your time? And you need to understand that because then once you understand the true cost of your time in like a one hour, right? So what's your hourly rate, your real hour rate, not the one you charge the clients because that might be more or less. What is your hourly rate? And understand that. Is it going to cost you more or less to bring someone in to do that non-value added task? Mm-hmm. And that really changes it because if you're not interested in doing your accounts, you're never going to do them until last minute. And that last minute might be too late. But if you can pay someone to do them and to stay on top of them and give you updates and summaries that you can talk about, that can save your business, that can allow you the time to focus on your marketing strategy that can allow you the time to focus on your business. And ultimately 
that can save your business. So it's understanding that as business owners, we don't have to do everything ourselves. Even if you're a micro business, you don't have to do everything yourself and you shouldn't do everything yourself. Yeah, and 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 I agree with you 100% because I'd be a micro business and, and I do an awful lot myself and I, f- I actually run two businesses and I feel that uh, after, I mean, I'm two years in one business and five years in the other and I realize, and I often say this to my partner, I say, there's a point where I can only go so far. Yeah. And I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday where I was saying to him, like, there's a there's, there's a point where I realize there's what I want to do and there's what I physically can do. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I'll get an idea and I'll initially set something up. Um, but if I, I but and because it, it's easy to send a message, it's easy to ask mm-hmm. someone to do something. Like somebody contacted me the other day and they're like, hey, are we still in this, this panel discussion that you had organized for Thursday? And I was like, no, because I, I was easy to organize the panel part of it to get the people together because I was out for a walk, sending messages. But when it came to the logistic structure part of it, yeah. no, I didn't invest time in it at all. So now I have to, so now I'm literally saying to people, like I'm taking on sponsors for a business and I'm literally saying to him 100%, but I cannot advertise your business uh, as a sponsor until August because I simply don't have the bandwidth to do it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm starting to realize what I physically can do versus what I want to do. And I'm trying to kind of, bridge that gap but I and the other thing I would say in relation to what you're talking about is I've I've started to be a little bit more selective with clients because I think a lot of clients are that I work with fall into the the, the or some of the clients I work with fall into the the example you're talking about where they 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 don't they try to do everything themselves and they mm-hmm. don't necessarily want to pay someone to do it yeah. so in the end really what they want is to pay someone very little you're talking yes. about valuing your hour. Really, what they want is to pay somebody pittance to do something for them because, but, but it's under the guise of, oh, I'll do it myself, whatever, but can you do it? So you end up kind of dragging your heels and you end up investing a lot of time. And you're talking about me as a micro business owner, how much time is it? And I'm starting to really understand that there's certain things that I would say, you know what, I, I, I understand why you want this. There's a lot of brokering. Like I would have a, a, a set rate and there's mm-hmm. a lot of, well, why don't we do this for three months and see if it works? And now I'm starting to be like, no, like if you want the service, then pay for it. If you don't, then do it yourself. But there should be mm-hmm. no kind of leeway or anything like that in the middle because it's it's you're, you're undervaluing your time. Exactly. I- and I think that, you know, when when you, I think the, the key for price points and things like that is, you know, and you have to think of the of the enterprise market as very segmented. You know, you have micro businesses, you have small business, you have the large small business, you have the medium business, and then you have large stuff. And everybody wants to have value for money. And so when you're when you're putting in price points, you need to really be able to demonstrate the value for money and if you have one price point and you're targeting a medium-sized business that value is not going to be the same as for a micro business and so people need to make sure that they differentiate their products if they're targeting the entire you know flow you know the entire band of business size and the thing is is that micro businesses you have to kind of get in the brain of the business owner as well. Some people will start as a micro business, but then they have grand aspirations. And you can usually tell straight away because they're always talking about the future. They're always talking about the next project. And, you know, they're just one of those very dynamic people that's a go-getter and they're they're going to go and get it. And they're probably going to be willing to spend more money. 
but you find a lot of the micro businesses are very happy working from the kitchen table mm. and they don't want world domination. They don't want to be best in class. They're happy with their little, their little bit, as long as they're making what they want to make. And yeah, maybe they made 5% more, 10% more bonus, but I don't, but you know, it has to fit in with my, uh, my home life. It has to fit in with, you know, my hobbies and things like that. And that's totally fine too. But then those people are not going to want to pay for the high-end services because they don't need it. Which is and fair. so it's really understanding where you fit in Which that. Which is fair. And then yeah, and that, and that makes perfect sense. And 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 some and yeah, and 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 I, I as a as a as a supplier to businesses, I would deal with either the large businesses that would have, you know, uh a need for you know they, they you you you're offering a different package and then you're offering a smaller package to businesses, but I find with the smaller packages you're dealing with a there's a lot of negotiation, um and 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 then you inevitably as a supplier if you if you take all that on board and it's teething problems you know you end up sort of being sort of a busy fool because you're taking on a lot of work and you're mono, it's monopolizing your time and the return isn't necessarily there, um so really it's about kind of being selective about who you choose to work with, but that, that happens with everybody. But in terms of, of, of then what you would do day to day, if I was to hire you to come in, uh, in what way would you assist me say, as an example of, uh, in what way would you, would you, would you bail me out? Would you would please, please, please help me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this room all the time. <laughs> That's the one thing so I would say. You about, need, you need yeah. some vitamin D. Yeah. Well, there is a window there, but I couldn't, it's so far away. But the, uh, the one thing I will say, uh, um, Oh God, no! I had a point, but I've lost my train of thought. But I will, will you fire ahead there, and it'll come back to me. But in terms, yes, in terms of you, in 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 how you would assist someone like me, what what day today would you would you would would you be doing? So I would talk to you, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be the one doing the talking. You would be doing the talking, and I'd be writing down and recording the session mm-hmm. because really, I have three questions that I ask. I don't. I hate bullets and points and things like that. I hate that, but I do have three questions. And so when I talk to anyone new in a business, my three questions are, what keeps you awake at night? Right. And these, these are relevant to, I ask them about their personal life and their business life, because for a lot of people, those are very intermingled, especially over the last 18 months. So what keeps you awake at night? What is your purpose? And what is your legacy? <laughs> well, I, I am. God, these are these are loaded questions. Me, if you want to ask those questions to me as a, a to go, give, I, yeah, yeah, go for it. Question. Okay, so what was the first question? So, what keeps you awake at night? What keeps me awake at night, I suppose, is um, if I'm honest with you, I, I, like it's funny, and I, I and I had this conversation with him before. I'm a reluctant entrepreneur. I, like I'm an entrepreneur out of not a necessity, not because I couldn't uh, work for somebody or because I wouldn't. I, I was in a job I hated and that kept me up at night. Wasting my time kept me up at night, not kind of utilizing my skill set to the best possible way was what kept me up at night. Now, what's funny is when you I don't know if anyone's listening because I'm assuming it's all entrepreneurs that talk. But if anyone has worked in a job that they greatly dislike or they're bored of, you're or you're you're or you're 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 
doesn't play into your skill set is probably a better way of putting it. So if you work, I worked in a very analytical job and we're talking about numbers earlier on and I'm not analytical at all. Do you know what I mean? So I would have thought that my ability to do that job was a reflection of my ability to perform all jobs is probably the best way to put it. So I would say, oh, I'm not really good at doing anything else or maybe I won't be able to get something better than this and I'm not very good at this. So that used to keep me up at night. Yeah. So by, I reluctantly became an entrepreneur because I realized through the process of doing a few things that I had a specific skill set. And my skill set is talking and that's where I excel and that's what I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. So in terms of keeping me up at night, wasting my time doing things that don't advantage me. And I'm also not financially orientated. I need money to live, but really it's about mental health and peace of mind and 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 kind of using your skill set to the best, being the best possible version of yourself. And if you're not doing that, that would keep me up at night. What was mm-hmm. your second question? Because it ties into this. What was the second question you had? So what is your purpose? Well, you see, my purpose. What is your purpose? My purpose is, is, is I enjoy working with people and I enjoy helping people. And I have two ventures that I do. Uh, and the other is I work with a lot of, of, of filmmakers and I love helping people. I love listening to people. Um, and I think that is where I excel. I like listening to people. I like l- encouraging people. And that's where I'm really good at. And that's how I kind of ended up in training because I liked to kind of help people to get up and kind of get stuff done and make stuff. Um, so that would be sort of my purpose. Uh, ideally, in a dream scenario as a, as, a, as, an, as a small business owner, I would be not, I'd, be, I'd, I'd have staff. Oftentimes I meet entrepreneurs and they're very, um, they're very, uh, their ideas, people like you're talking about, they have designs for the future, but they're also, the metaphor I use is they're also laying railway track beneath the train as it moves. So they don't have a lot of bandwidth in it to be able to actually implement a lot of stuff because they're chasing after every dream they have, like a passing car. And I think that's where you need staff and you need to outsource skill set to people to be able to kind of buttress and provide the supports underneath your 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 ideas. Because without that, you fall apart. Do you know what I mean? You're 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 just like a you know you're running around but chasing every every dream you have. Uh, so that would be my purpose would be helping people, and then my legacy ties into that. Uh, I don't know yet, but I, 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 again, I, I like this idea of, of operating something that helps people. These are interesting questions you're asking me and I can understand. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think on the spot, but I would imagine when you're engaging with clients and things like that, it's a, it, there's a lot more structure to me kind of ramblingly trying to put together answers to your questions, but it is an intriguing way of thinking. Yeah. So I, I want you to ramble. I don't want, so when I ask it, it's done like this. They don't get the question ahead of time. They just asked because I want your reaction. Yeah. Because that's very, very telling as to either what's inherent perceived problems in the business mm-hmm. and do they have a vision for the future? Do they have aspirations? Oh, yeah. I, I would be well beyond. I, I would be beyond this kitchen kind of working from a kitchen sink, making ends meet type idea. Mm-hmm. I, I I would, I would I mean, just the minute I started my business, I was like, I need to expand what I skip with the products I offer. And the minute I expanded what products I offer, I was like, I need to expand what the products I offer to a point where I cannot spend time. Like I ideally I would love staff because then I wouldn't have to spend time doing the practical stuff. And I could spend time doing the stuff I really excel yeah. at, which is selling my business and um working with people and not having to yeah. do a lot of stuff like that. But to get to that point, you have to do a lot of stuff. But at you what do, point? You do, because you can't yeah. just click your fingers. Otherwise, yeah. everyone would do it, right? Exactly. But at what point do you, you, you? And I'm getting to a point now where I'm, I'm like, well, this is, I'm, I'm allocating far too much time. There's too much stuff pulling me away from what I want to do, 
Um, and then you're looking at it and you're saying, well, how much money do I, like you are talking about earlier on, you were talking about how much the money you have in your account and, 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 and things like that. And you'd look at that and you reach a point where you're like, well, okay, I've got X amount of money done. Now I should really be in a position to say, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking that on because the yeah. time, the value of the time is, 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 is not there. And yeah. that's time that I could utilize working specifically on my business. Like there's probably more value to me to turn down some sort of job than, than it is for me to spend that time, you know, yeah. figuring out how to market my business or amending my website. Yeah. There's probably more long-term value there, but it's interesting. So yeah. do you find when you're working with clients, do you find that, that people are resistance? Res, like if you're work, uh, uh, do you find that you bump up against resistance with people who are kind of like, well, you know what? I don't, I'm happy doing this, but they aren't really. But do you ever find that people are a bit like rooted in their ways, I would say? So some of them are. And really then that's where we say, look, love chatting with you. I am more than happy to be a sounding board for you, for your ideas, but we're not going to take this relationship any further. And that's fair enough. And that's a skill set in itself to be able to identify someone and say this. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because for me, I am, you know, I focus on business recovery. So we've got a problem and we need to fix it. And as well, you know, the growth perspective. And so that's really, you know, it's, you ask the three probing questions first, then you look at a summary of the accounts. And, you know, you talk to people, I'll stalk you on, you know, how you advertise on your social media and things like that. And then we, we make a, a, a strategy plan with actions. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the way I work is that I will either give you a plan and say, off you go, good luck with that. Or I will continue to work with you and I will put in place some of those actions within your business. So I will do it for you because you don't have time to do it yourself. Yeah. And then how often is that plan tinkered with, changed, reorientated, moved around? Do you know what I mean? Reassessed? So we do it. um, We do it on, it depends on the size of the project, right? But ideally you'd want to be revisiting it with the business leaders every month. Okay. Right. Some, some plans, you know, I can get done in two weeks and that's it. You know, it's a very simple fix and, and that's it. You know, I had one client who couldn't handle all the admin, you know, the invoicing and the matching and all of this. So we got them a virtual assistant. They didn't have time to interview for a virtual assistant or set up the contracts, give them access to everything you know, get them embedded in the culture so they knew what to say, you know, the little script if they answer the phone and things like that. And so I did all of that for them. And that took just over two weeks. And, you know, that's something that's very, but it's also time consuming, but that just took a massive load off the business owner. It's not a full-time employee. So it works both ways, you know, it means that it's not killing their cash flow, but it's allowing the business owner to focus on the business and focus on the bits of the business that they really enjoy working on. So mm. it's just, it depends. I mean, it could be that. It could be putting in place, you know, getting away from an Excel accounting system and getting into to zero and setting all of that up just to streamline it so that, it, you know, the business owner can do it all from their phone. 
you know yeah and it's and it's funny you say zero someone was championing zero to me the other day because again it was about a time management aspect yeah they were saying that i i uh, i sometimes have to spend time chasing invoices yeah uh, which is time management time consuming it, it is um and yeah. and and i don't want to do it either um and and with a system like zero in place yeah it's unpleasant and it's a weird it's a weird unpleasantness because you agreed to something with someone and you did it and they said okay and then you feel guilty for asking. It's a weird thing. I don't know if it's an Irish thing or not, but you feel you're like, hey, you know, it's like when you're locked out of your house and you, for some reason, gently knock on the door because you need to get into the house, but also you want to be polite enough not to wake anyone. So you're kind of like, yeah. hey, are you there? It's a very strange scenario mm -hmm. because you should just be able to say, hey, how you doing? I invoiced you. What's going on? Uh, within reason, you know what I mean? But it's funny. But anyway, somebody was championing zero to me for that very reason. They were saying, listen, if you want to eliminate the need to chase people you can set up direct debits and etc and have it all done yeah. manually so you don't need to and just get them to agree to direct debits which makes perfect sense i'd be like why not just do that and then i don't have to chase anyone anymore yeah um but again i need someone like yourself i need someone to point that out to me because i live in a world where my brain is full of stuff and i'm like that sounds like something really cool but i don't have time to look at it on an actual fact exactly let's be yeah. honest i do <laughs> do, you know I mean? do you know what I mean? I spend an awful lot of time saying I don't have time, and I think if I, I utilize that time better, I'd probably have a little bit more time. But people are, who but, I that, are. but that's just you know that's that's because you're not interested. That's the procrastination exactly. yeah. thing. And you know, like I've mentioned procrastination a couple of times. I think you know it's very it's, be careful with procrastination. There's two types of procrastination. One is task avoidance. Yeah, which I am guilty no of. Interest. Yeah. And there's another type of procrastination, which is just, you know, you're going to do it. You're just delaying it because procrastination is actually fantastic for creatives. Mm. And it's when you come up with ideas and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I, I'm mad for that because I have a list here. I have something after we done and the person hasn't asked me for it. And I have a list and every day that thing is at the bottom of the list. And I start doing other stuff that doesn't need to be done, preferably yeah. not more lucrative because I'm like, I could blast these out and then I'll get to it. And I have a schedule now and I'm a day behind on this task. So I said to myself, tomorrow, I have to do it uh, mm -hmm. because everything else doesn't get prioritized. So today is my yeah. one last day to clean stuff up. But it is. I, but I, I would be, I procrastinate on tasks that I avoid tasks that I'm not interested in or, or that I will have to allocate mental energy to. So if yeah. there's something I can blast out quickly, um, I can do it. I'll be like, I know exactly how long that's going to, if it's also, if I don't know how long it's going to take me, I'm a bit yeah. more like, oh, it's probably going to take me ages. I'll put off. <laughs> but it is funny. It's funny. Uh, running a business is, is a strange and, 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 and interesting thing. In terms of funding and, 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 and you're talking about funds and stuff for smaller business, funding starting out, is there supports that exist for businesses, you know, that are into their meandering river stage of their their life cycle do you know is there supports out there to help people make it to 10 years or is it all like here's a support to let you get started and then once you're up and running best of luck to you so this is one of my bugbears and excuse me while i stand on my soapbox yeah for a little bit. that's no problem that's why we all have one but um i you know the enterprise ireland the leos they are great micro business starting your own business very good once you become a established business that support drops away you do not have the same level of support and you don't have the same access to some of the grants because a lot of it is startup grants 
And I think that this is really, this is a large contributor to the, uh, the number of liquidations and voluntary closures. You know, I'll throw one statistic out to you. In April 2021, there was over 1,000 um, liquidations and voluntary closures of businesses just in Ireland. In April 2018, that was 10 times less. Oh, okay. Right? So we need to help these established businesses. And so Irish people don't like taking on loans. And this is a little bit of a legacy from the crash of the Celtic Tiger, right? We would rather use up our cash reserves, don't ask for help. And it's seen as a little bit of a, a thing of failure to go to the bank or the credit union and ask for help and support for our business. But as an established business, that is where the help is, mm -hmm. right? There are some, some fantastic brokers out there that can put finance against your vehicles or put finance against uh, large assets, you know, that you use for manufacturing or something, or put some um, uh, finance against some of your outstanding debtors, right? If you have some large uh, companies that pay you regularly, you can put up, you can get some cash advance loan against that, or you can just get a cash loan. And these are really viable short-term solutions. And I think that taking a loan and cash for an existing business is extremely important as long as, with the caveat, and this is like in, in neon lights flashing, as long as you understand why you're taking it. Yeah. Are you taking it to fix a problem? Because that's not going to work. Are you fixing, are you getting it to grow? Or is this a short-term solution? As long as you can understand the why, then you should absolutely do it. Yeah, and I'll give you an example. I'm, 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 I'm taking. Uh, I, I to, to start my business, I took out a, a, a micro loan just to pay for equipment and stuff like that. And I'm going to do it again now to buy more equipment. And my yeah. partner was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Because whether I want to or not, like I, primarily, I, I don't like to give you an example. I, I offer a content creation side of my business, but I, 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 it's not really what I want to do. I, 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 it's not what I started out to do." It's just, it came with the business because it was, people were asking me and I was like, well, I can do it. So I should do it. And now I'm like, well, do you know what? I should probably invest in equipment because I can grow that side of the business. It, it opens a door for me. At the moment I have gear, but it's a little bit older. And I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm like, do you know what? I should just, people ask me enough times yeah. that I'm like, you know what? I should just go all in and offer it as a service because I can do it. And and it, it's a way to grow my business. And it's, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of at the moment, I'm offering a two and a half prong attack. And I was like, you know what? Just pay, invest this money. And then you've got a full attack and then you can kind of be more comfortable. Because one of the reasons I wouldn't be so comfortable doing it is because some of the equipment I have mightn't be as, uh, to be honest with you, an audience, people watching wouldn't know, but I would know, do you know what I mean? But some of the equipment I have mightn't be up to uh, as, as, as relevant as it should be. So I'm like, do you know what, I'll just buy that relevant equipment and yeah. then I'll be fully covered. But that is the only reason I would do it because I see it as growth. I wouldn't do it as in like, yeah. you know, I can get a camera for a good deal. So I will. And I'm like, well, what's the point? Are you going to use it? Is it going to sit there and gather dust? And I'd be yeah. very like that. I, everything has to have a reason. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, every, like, it's so funny. Like I have, I don't know if you've ever used a, uh, ever used an Oculus. 
Yes. The VR headset. Yeah. So I bought one of them uh, and I was like, this is cool. Never play games on it. Couldn't be arsed playing games on it. No interest in it because that's uh, a time ceiling that I just don't want. But as an events organization tool and as a way to learn and educate myself on how to expand the type of events I put on. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And that's what I'll use it for. But yeah. it took me a while to figure out what that was. And then it became a, a worthwhile investment because I'm like, okay, now I know what I want to use this technology for. And it's to grow my education and to grow an extra avenue in which to show things and, and sell my business and what I do. So from that aspect, it works. But it is funny. I would agree with you. Like I'd be reluctant to take out loans, but I am becoming more comfortable with the idea because I can sit there and I can say, God, I wish I had this. I could probably do this. Or I could take out a loan and get the stuff I need and actually yeah. do it. Do you know what I mean? And the, the important thing is, is that, you know, in those scenarios, don't use your cash. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's really important because even if you have cash in the bank, you know, to have a healthy business, you need to have a good cash in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so you're far better to take out a loan in those scenarios than to use up your cash. Yeah, which is real counterintuitive because people always tell you when you're, you know, when you're buying a car, you should buy everything in cash because then you're 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 not in debt to the bank. But it's a different scenario because you need to have that money there the whole time in case you know a world-ending you know, pandemic shows up. up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. you know, if your work dries up for or you get sick for three months, mm-hmm. you need to have you know, enough cash there to pay whoever, you know, whatever subscriptions or your staff or whatever. So you need to have, you know, your buffer and it's anywhere between three and six months of your outgoings. That's Mm -hmm. what you need to have as a minimum in your bank account to be able to cover yourself in case something happens. And that's when, and if you can do that, take your loan. There's no harm in that. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm going to do. And uh, yeah, I'm going to invest in all new equipment and uh, go hell for leather and make myself even more busy uh, if that was possible. But listen, I don't want to take too much of your time. And it's con- I'm conscious that we've been talking about time management for a while and we've overshot on our conversation. And so uh, just a quick question before we go. Uh, how have you found your return to Ireland? Because I know that younger you was like, I don't want to live here. How have you found the return home? Uh, I think that, you know, it's, it's different. I definitely <laughs> That's never a good to, thing. <laughs> I've, I've had to adapt for yeah. sure. It's, you know, we, we, we like it here. It's very, very good for the family, mm-hmm. right? The kids are super happy. You know, we're still quite far away from our family, but mm-hmm. it's only, you know, two and a half hour drive. Um, so it's not, it's still manageable. I think that Ireland has a lot to offer and it's, quite undervalued and it undersells itself. So yeah. as a hub, I think that Ireland is a very good place to set yourself. Um, and, you know, I, you know, fine, I'm not going to the fancy shops. I'm not getting dressed up and everything every day. But, you know, I think that the lifestyle, we wanted a bit of a lifestyle change. We wanted to be a bit more involved with communities as well. And that's definitely something that is more every day is more and more here. So um, right now, no regrets. And uh, yeah, everything's good. 
Life yeah, I is think, good. I think Ireland is an interesting place. I, I always had this theory that you can you can you can you can understand a, a country's mentality based on their their football team and their soccer supporters. And and I because Ireland I think are criminals for underselling themselves. And you can see it. Yeah. You use football as the analogy. If we have to play against a team where we think we'll lose, we play really well. And if we yeah. have to play against a team where we think we'll beat them, we play real crap. Yeah. Uh, so I think we have a, a confidence problem um, and and I'm sure over over decades to come that'll get ironed out. But I do feel that we're a little, we undersell ourselves. Yeah. And I also feel that it's funny, like like businesses are businesses and approaches to businesses are different around the world. And I've lived in Australia, I lived in Canada, I've lived in the US um, and there's businesses over there. I remember I was in Canada and I was like, all of these things would be amazing in Ireland. And then five years later, they all shut up. My partner's a hairstylist and she used to work in like, you know, a, a really upmarket male grooming place. Okay. And in Ireland at the time, it was like five euros short back and sides. And now it's all, you know, come get your hour appointment, get your beer and all that sort of stuff. So I do think there's a, there's a, we have an attitude to business that might be a little bit further behind say some aspects of the world in terms of how to build and maintain a business but i'd imagine with people coming back like yourself with various experience from around the world and we'll be able to kind of get over that but um yeah we do criminally undersell ourselves Um, and we're very bad in thinking that we have to leave ireland to be successful yeah yeah it's real that it's it's we're it's it like you know it comes back to this analogy is about softly knocking on the door to wake people up uh even though you need to get in i think we're like that as a people yeah. we're less like hi how you doing my name is and i don't think that applies for everyone i just broadly you know oh you yeah. know this is what i do and whatever and i think in 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 other countries people are are might be a little bit more assertive um, um, and I think that we'll get there eventually. I think there's definite we changes will. over time. And I think individuals are sort of, I mean, I'm, I'm generalizing, but I, I do feel as a collective, we are a bit like that. But anyway, we're, you know, I let you get back to living your best life. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and chatting. I found it very interesting um, and I really enjoyed it. So thanks so much. Very good. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great chat. Well, that was Alison. If you want to find out more about Alison, head over to www.idone.ie. You are listening to the Venture Talks podcast from the Venture Business Network. You can subscribe to this podcast from wherever you listen to podcasts. To find out more about the network itself, head over to www.venturenetwork.ie. If you would like your business featured in the podcast, email me directly at info at filmsmartpro.com. Until next time, I'm Rob Fitzhugh. Stay safe and stay connected.